Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf at LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the shit? Where's the lady that started the shit? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here is what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How are you, Heggie? Yeah, I'm all right. Bit tired, but I am all right. It's, uh, yeah, working hard to make a living. Man, it's good fun, isn't it? You're actually oh, working hard. I get up early as fuck, but it's not work. Yeah, I, I get up a couple of hours after you, I think. You're back on the bike. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Man, how's that going? Man, riding, it's like an 8K ride into the Triple M studio, and I leave at, fuck, man, like 10 to 4 in the morning. Yeah, right. Wake up real quick. The thing that gets me, it's not necessarily the cold air in the face, it's that I ride past um, a roadside vigil for a bloke that was killed on a bike on a day I was riding the other week, and that makes me go, whoa, all right. What, are there people still out there? People there, or just a, a shrine? No, nah, it's just, yeah, flowers, flowers taped to a pole. Teddy bears? No, no teddy bears. Okay. That is unusual. Man, on a day that it was raining heavily, like I'll, if the road's a little bit wet, I'll go. But if it's pissing down, just because in Melbourne there's tram tracks and shit, and I don't, yeah. I don't trust the sort of people behind the wheel of a car at that time of morning. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't ride in that day. I mean, at work, and then I heard on the news at Triple M Melbourne that someone had been killed on a bike at that spot, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like the same time I would have been there. Oh wow. Nice one. Obviously. I mean, nice one. You avoided it. So, yeah. you know. Everyone wins. Everyone, um, <laughs> everyone's a winner. Everyone gets a good story out of it. It's not you. Man, how, you. how are you feeling back on the you're you're actually working, like labouring? Oh fuck, man. Last few days have been incredibly hard. Just yeah. uh I don't know, whatever. You know, people have harder lives than me, but just knocking down brick walls and carrying buckets of bricks out to a big bin. All day for the last few days. Man, Very hard, indeed. Who's still getting Renaults done at this time? Rich people, northern beaches types. Ah. This is a fucking amazing location. It's a bit uh, it's a bit Chris Dawson, Dawson Twins oh, sort yeah. of area. Uh, it's still got that feel to it. So, it's is just, it, I don't know. Is that why it's you're a removing... It's job. Is that why you're removing bricks? Are the cops looking for someone? Yeah, I'm not fucking digging. Not digging in the ground. Um... <laughs> It's a it's a six month job. We're putting a new floor on, like a whole extra floor on the top, and removing the roof, which is made entirely of asbestos. Man, so, all right. So how yeah. many eps? How many cool. eps will we get out of this? 
you reckon? I don't know. Before oh. you're on the Stephen Hawking <laughs> machine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tell you what, you doesn't kick into your sixty. <laughs> Episode twenty seven. Oh, Heggy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Wet it down. Hold your breath. Breathe through your nose. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mate, good to go. Um, Nothing up. <laughs> uh, how is how like Melbourne seems to be doing? I think the curves flattening or whatever. Do. Everyone knows what we're talking about. If you don't know, Heggy, this is the disease that's going around at the minute. Coronavirus! That's rapper Cardi B yelling. Coronavirus! She's very excited well, she about just, That's That's a song now, is it? Coronavirus! That. Man, somebody did turn it into a remix, but it was actually her just the other week losing her mind, talking about how right. there's certain things she can't get from China anymore because of... Coronavirus! Yeah. <laughs> what can't she get? Man, it's her... Like, Fucking I believe she said jizz and face cream and shit. Man, I what? think she, I think she said weaves. It was just something to do with hair. A lot of hair comes from China. Where the fuck Cardi B? Is that is that a reality star or a, a, nah, uh, a legitimate singer? rapper? Man, both. Good, oh, legitimate. Man, she's good. Right, eh? Love a bit of Cardi. Say that. Yeah. All right. Man, I wish I had a song. I wish I had a song ready I, to go here, but I've used this enough. I don't for the tax All office right. to accept it as a write off. that's your fucking remix i think i've heard enough of her yelling coronavirus that'll do or is it is it it is a woman cardi b it is it is excellent (laughs) who knows these days of course it's easier just to go with everything move on um uh charlie got given two books that have um music like buttons that you can push that play one's wheels on the bus fuck off yeah and one's um heads shoulders knees and toes who gave you them? Some fucking funkle thinking it's funny. Man. Her kids. He, he's one with batteries sucked in. One of those pricks. Like my mum keeps dropping on. Hey, I got you. Have a look at this thing. It may, it's got 58 sounds that come from it. And you go, did you forget? Have you forgotten? But even even pre-kids, I wasn't that fucking clueless. You see people give, someone, like they give your six-year-old a fucking crossbow or a <laughs> You know, a drone or something to a three-year-old. What are you thinking, fuckhead? Man, like you, you don't have to have kids to know that that's stupid. Yeah, one of one of my uh, wife's mum's friends uh, gave Charlie a remote control car. It says ages six plus on it. He's eighteen Brilliant. months old, um, but yeah. he's into it. He doesn't quite understand that you don't have to run alongside it while you. While you pre- like, he'll he can just push up, so it'll just go. For- he'll push forward. It'll just go down yeah. the hallway, and then he'll put the remote down, run and grab it, come back, do it oh, again. Yeah. So he's simple. Standard. Yeah, right. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. We better get into this. We better get stuck in. And good news, at least we don't. there's no death notice this week, which is nice. Excellent. I don't I like have to break the, any. The night, the night is still young, buddy. <laughs> I'm, uh, I better get cracking. I'm sitting in my car. Yeah, I'm getting some peace and quiet, but it's still quite hot in Sydney, so I'm going to fucking expire. Plus, my battery's going to run out at some stage. Not the car battery, the computer. Get into anyway, it. Let's get cracking. If you can, uh, maybe you'd like to cast your mind back to the year 2000 AD. Ooh. 2000, what is. a time. Yeah. Well, most of us in the year 2000, me included, we're, you know, we're sitting there asking, where's my fucking robot? You know, we've been promised that. When I was a kid, we used to watch, like, you know, towards 2000 or beyond 2000. Every Matt, bastard had a robot. Yeah, Big Dick Matt Shervington. What? What do you mean? Oh, he he hosted that, did he? Yeah. 
Not when I, not when I was a fucking oh, no, kid. Not when you were a kid. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. Who hosted oh, we, it then? You know, Which white sprinter did they have? No, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> Funnily enough, before the fucking advent of massive roids, they didn't have white sprinters. <laughs> they just didn't fucking exist. Um, the, um, <laughs> this week's incident, it's the, ex- it's the exact same route and airline that only two months earlier crashed and killed all 88 people on board, but we're not covering that because it's fucking boring. Yeah. So... um. It's uh, it's I've, not without sort of form. This, will, this joint. I will say this, Heggy. Uh, you have told me uh, about the airline and the the flight number. Normally, um, I will give the airline credit for this. They did change the flight number on the route. What after the crash? Yeah, you know you've got to retire the number, like Michael Jordan. You've got to put it up in the hangar. Do they actually retire a route number once there's a crash. Yeah, man. There's no like. Fucking what was the awesome. United flight? Nine eleven. You know what was that? United ninety three? Ninety six, ninety three, something. Yeah, yeah ninety three. You're not catching that anymore. It's done. That's only because I made a fucking movie. I wouldn't know what number, you know, flight it was I was getting on. Unless I made a big pomp about it. Well this this so. this route that we're discussing tonight, Puerto Vallarta. Would you say Vallarta if it's double L? Oh, yeah, I'd, no. yeah, I'd say Vallarta. Yeah. Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta, Mexico to San Francisco. That's yeah. it's AS Alaskan Airlines flight two five nine, but a couple months before it was two six one. So they must have put two six one away. Gotcha. Mm. I got yeah, ASA two five nine is where we are. Yeah. One month before this incident, Sparks flew for with an engine on the same route. Nothing happened there either. So it is a it is a hotspot route for things to happen, but nothing quite as funny as this bloke. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, people died on the other one. God rest their souls. R.O.P. Gone too soon, etc. Oh, God, but, there um, is a death notice. That's sad. There oh, was yeah. one in there. <laughs> Fuck. I said there would be happen, no death it? tonight. Opened with it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Um, yeah, so this this dude is uh, his name's Peter Bradley Jr. And don't the Seppos fucking love this legacy shit with Junior? Yeah, I don't know if you're into that. Any mates around your town? Do the Junior? Well, we uh, nah. Do I know any Juniors? No, we've got a mate of ours that just had a kid that he's given his son his name, which is also yeah. his dad's name. Oh yeah, are we talking about the same dude? Of course we are. Seven, seven generations of the same. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit new money, isn't it? That sort of, uh, you know, it's like they're not royals. It's like, hey. it's like going into someone's mansion and they're carving the roast with an electric knife. <laughs> fucking new money, mate. I know what's going on. Got the, he didn't put that over four easy payments. He just bought that fucking straight up. Oh yeah, on his black well, Amex. Know, yeah, still, <laughs> still know. doing TV shopping. <laughs> <laughs> the you know I smell yeah. a rat with this is yeah. um you don't often hear a women doing it, do you? Like calling their daughters their own name all the time, which is an indicator of how frivolous and fucking ostentatious this practice is. Yeah, it's generally men going, "Oh, my name must live on oh, after yeah. I'm dead." It's weird. <laughs> which, if you're anyway, the sort Peter of person, if you're the sort of person that thinks that, what legacy do you think you are leaving? Yeah, I know. That's the that's the fucking best part of it. I mean, anyway, Americans, there's fucking heaps of it. All but, through sports that you watch and shit, it's full of juniors. That's what I was going to say. Love Fighters love it. My best mate, Conor McGregor, my, junior. my bestest friend, his, um, his son is Conor Jr. 
Oh, fucking. Yeah, of course it is. So you can pass on Brilliant. that legacy. It's a boy? Is it a boy? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And then his Good daughter's stuff. got one of those Irish names that you just see it and you go, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, this, this dude, right, Peter Bradley Jr., he has taken off his shoes, which I know is something you don't really appreciate. No. And uh, Is this where it flight, ended? Did he get tased? <laughs> the end. Anyway, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, next week I'll have it. And then he took off his shirt, which is something yeah. I can't get behind. It's a fucking shirtless. Fucking grubs and singlets on planes now. Not that he had a He took his shirt completely off. But people rubbing their filthy skin all over fabric seats or anything. Fuck off. And Put a shirt on. I must say, I. you can almost understand this sort of behaviour heading to Mexico. Maybe people are a bit got a bit drunk at the airport. They're heading on holiday. They go, here we go. Yeah, you know, but this Take is the shirt off, shove it under the sombrero, yeah. away you go. <laughs> Have another Corona. Your fucking corn chip hat. <laughs> um, so anyway, Peter Bradley. That's not a good start. Shirt Peter Bradley off, Jr. Shoes off. Junior. Junior. Beg your pardon. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, well, Peter Bradley probably to his son. Um, <laughs> Peter Bradley the second, perhaps. Uh, then, then Peter has uh, started muttering, which is also never a good opener. No, like I, I mutter right, and it's never when I'm 100 percent sort of pleased with life. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. Look at you, you piece of shit. Yeah, corduroy jacket pushing in the queue. I could crow pick you right in the fucking bald spot. That sort of <laughs> shit. You're not talking. You're not talking sense, and you're not happy. Yeah, when you're muttering. Muttering. muttering uh, my wife tells me there's a lot of muttering when I'm driving. And it's never, fuck, he's nailed that. And he has gone through the green light when he should have. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> excellent work. Everybody's so good on the road today. I'm very excited oh, to be yeah. a part of it. Yeah, you're not muttering positivity. <laughs> so there's a red flag. They should have jumped on straight away. He was also, he was changing seats repeatedly, despite being told to sit down by the crew. Yeah. So he's agitated, a bit like a meth head or someone having a panic attack or just worms. Yeah. Who knows? Which, and again... So, I know I know. we have to, you know, we've got to... Because I think people listening, they may have forgotten what year it was, right? This is this is 2000. Man, post, yeah. post 9-11, no way are you getting a shirt off on an American flight. Oh, fuck no. No. You're not doing much. You're sitting there on your best behaviour, knuckles on your knees like a fucking school photo. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, he's changing seats a lot, which is uh, they, they told him to stop changing seats. So he's eventually this two hundred and fifty pound Goldilocks has um, he's settled down uh, into one seat that seemed to please him and calm him. And uh, you won't believe this; it was where he'd be happiest was uh, first class. That's where he decided he would be happiest. Fuck. So that, how, that really what an ad for business class when you can take someone that's having a mental breakdown and that calms them. Like something that would oh, just yeah. take medication. Uh, it's just the feeling of not touching a stranger's elbows. This guy's like, you know what? This is all right. And you you oh, mentioned yeah. you mentioned his size quickly. Two hundred and fifty pounds. About a what's yeah. hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty kilos. Six foot yeah, two. So. That's a huge bitch. Right, is a big unit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Behemoth. So um. <laughs> Anyway, he sat, he sat down in first class, Junior, and he didn't know to leave well enough alone there. He's sort of, he's mimed the shape of a gun and told everyone he's going to kill them all, calmly, mm. 
Like, he's not screaming it. He's just said, I'm going to kill you all. Keep away from me. That's my favourite part of that quote, isn't it? I'm going to kill all of you. It's the second part, the keep away from me. It's like, man, yeah. nobody was going to bother you. Nobody's yeah, trying to change seats to get near <laughs> Junior, you know? Yeah. What's this shirtless yeah. guy muttering about? Maybe he's got something oh, cool no. to tell me. It's like, I've just shit my pants. You better not hug me, you know? <laughs> um, so, at one point, right, after after this, and this appears to be a fairly common theme across a fair bit of air rage that I've seen when it escalates, he's tried to open the cabin door. Man, which, yeah, again, 2000. It's fine. They'll probably let you have a few cracks, and this is probably pre-code on the door. Well, they should let you have a few cracks because it is literally impossible to open it well, I due think... to the pressure. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the um, cockpit door. Well, he's failed with the cabin door, but later on he moved on to exactly what you're talking about. But they should they should just let people knock themselves out, literally. Go, man, fucking whatever. Yeah. Try to open it. You don't know Do how physics works. Yeah. I mean... Although someone trying is always a pretty good excuse for another passenger to take his bad marriage out on a lunatic. And a bunch of blokes tackled Peter very soon after this and fucking sat on him. Yeah. So Crew members, yeah, well, you said that uh, he did try for the... um, He did try for the cockpit door. Do you want to know what happened? Or do you know what happened when he... I think I know, but give us us what you've got. Um, Well, the co-pilot grappled... Uh, with Peter Bradley Jr. and used a a tool similar to a shovel or pickaxe to defend himself. Yeah. And then the thing I don't like is that the captain used the intercom to ask the first-class passengers for help. Now... Oh, yeah, I I flagged this. Man, that's fine if you're trying to figure out how to maybe move your superannuation into things that aren't going to get taxed as heavily. But when you're fucking fighting a 6'2", 250-pound mental patient, call economy. Because there's going to be someone in economy. Whoever's sitting in the back row, I don't care who it is, get the fuck up here. Take an extra few seconds, but whatever. Yeah. We don't want nerds trying to take this prick out. Hey, chinos with the jumper around your neck, fucking sit down. I'm going this mum with the three kids. She'll take him. She's had enough already. The pilots have a speaker that just goes to first class. Mm. That's what that indicates to me. They're like, hey, first class. Economy of fuckwits, aren't they? <laughs> now, what, what are they using it for? Like, that's that's insane. If you said first class, we need some help in the cockpit. If I was in the economy and I heard that, I'd fucking go straight up there. Well, I think it out. Maybe, it's one of, maybe it's one of the things where the doctors ask, um, uh, where the pilots will ask for a doctor. They can just go to first oh, class okay. cabin. Because may, maybe I'm wrong here and it does sound classist, but... If I was sick on a plane and they said we need a doctor and somebody came from row forty seven, I'd go, nah, I need a good one. Oh, you prefer an overpriced one. You probably get a fucking pair of fake tits or something, you still still have your heart attack, don't you? Wake up with bolt ons and sweet pair of lips. Yeah. You know you know what else irks me about this too? And I read this in a couple of articles, is how the it's how the Seppos, I know they love phonetics, but they spell axe just A-X. Always, that's always really pissed me off. I don't, you know, what the fuck is that? Grow up. Um, but uh, either way, if you're going to fight someone, like unless you're fully prepared to kill someone, don't whip out the axe. Like, you're better than even chance someone on the attack will take it off you and hurt you with it. And that, that stands for any weapon, except for a vehicle, probably. But, <laughs> you know, 
just don't don't go for weapons unless you're going to fucking use it. I dare say co-pilots aren't great axe fighters. Yeah, and also, yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'd bet the shirtless lunatic every time. 100%. Wish I could have bet on it. Um, the, the thing with the axe as well is I assume it's there for in case they need to break the glass, but I don't... Surely there's not a situation... Like, if the plane crashes... That's going to be yeah. at speed. Surely there's going to be something you can get out of. There's going to be well, some maybe. gap somewhere in the fuselage. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, gaps all around you, I would think, once it's landed. Um, maybe it's an axe on the wall to break the glass on an alarm system or something. I don't know. Oh, there we go. Oh, who knows? Well, it did. you'll be very happy to know as well that uh, there's seven passengers wrestled him to the ground, yeah. and he did cop the Jetstar handcuffs. Yeah, he did. He got the... That must be fairly early on, Jetstar handcuffs, the uh, plastic restraints. Mm. They sat on him for 40 minutes. People have died for that, but uh, he's big, big bloke, so six or seven people sat on him Fine. until the arrival. Yeah. And the co-pilot fighting him, he ended up with eight stitches to his hand. I think he got off pretty fucking lightly there. Yeah. It was weird he had an axe. Shouldn't have had stitches. Yeah, <laughs> he should have a couple of blisters yeah, and a should. bloody spattering of blood over his face. <laughs> yeah, legitimately. How good would that be, though? Can you imagine if you're in a position like you know we all think about murdering people, but you can't, you can't do it because you're not going to bloody get away with it, especially yeah. these days in any state. But um, like you just legitimately go, I could kill that bloke and not only get away with it, probably be a hero for it. Yeah, fucking hell. I mean, that's why people get in the police force, I suppose. Um, well, you see those so stories. These, uh, you see those stories occasionally. Normally, coming out of the state, I think there was one. A bloke broke into his kid's bedroom, and the guy just choked him, but just held him in the headlock until the cops arrived, and he was dead. And it was and Texas. It was his dad. No, he was dead. Oh, okay. The, yeah, da- right. the dad had just held this criminal in a like in a chokehold until the cops got there. Um, Excellent. He was dead, and because it was Texas, the cops were like, "Good work." High five. Yes, thanks very much. Saved us a bit of bother there. We'll get a photo with you in the paper. (laughs) Hold hold him up like you caught a big fish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) By the feet. Um, There's a quote from one of the the, uh, people who helped restrain the assailant. Yeah. And um, he doesn't sound... I I don't want to sound classist either, even though I am. Um, (laughs) He doesn't sound first class either. His quote is, Fortunately, all the guys move quick. And he ain't dead, and we ain't dead. Perfect. Said Robert Benjamin, fifty-six of Oregon. So, so he's one of the heroes. <laughs> he Bloody ain't good dead. story for the rest of his life. Well, I love. Did you see Chris Honachick of Salem, Oregon? Did you see his oh, quote? Yes. Um, yep, Salem, yep. Oregon. Actually, where I worked at a summer camp. Oregon's what? Did you? Oregon's fucking awesome. I, yeah, I know. I've been to Oregon. Yeah, but, you've been you, in in Salem. Yeah, yeah, I spent ages there. It's great. Yeah, it's um. Well, it was like in the forest outside of Salem in the in yeah, nice. National Park. There It was amazing. Oregon underrated. Like you just never really you hear about Portland, the city, but you don't hear about the rest. And the rest is oh, fucking man. The state's fucking superb. Incredible. What uh, what what year were you there doing that? Yeah, uh, two thousand and six. Ah oh, fuck, nah. Man. I was cruising through in 90, 97, living in my car. Jesus. 
I remember the thing that annoyed me the most, I was 19 working at this summer camp and I'd saved up all the money to go there by working at a pub in yep. in Williamstown in Melbourne and uh, all of it, from all the money from working at a pub, then I'd get there and you'd have the Saturday night off. So you'd be at the camp with your cabin of kids from Sunday Arvo to the following Saturday, lunchtime, then everyone would leave, then you'd come back Sunday, you'd get a new cabin of kids, right? So you'd have the Saturday yep. night in town with the people you worked with, and they were yeah. he- they were hesitant to give me beers because I was nineteen. I was like, oh, fuck oh. off! I'll out drink every like you just people are falling apart after three beers. Oh man, yeah. I remember ha- hanging around with a couple of nineteen odd year olds. I was about twenty two, twenty three, mm. and uh, I used to go and order them a jug of lemonade, go <laughs> lemonade for the kids. And I'd sit there and drink as much beer as I could. Right. right in front of them, right. make a big deal of it. It was, yeah. it was good, man. They um, the place I stayed, my mate will actually listen to this. His name's Corey. He, he took me under his wing. Corey and Nathan, still two of yeah. my best mates, love him. But Corey, the house he was in was his grandma's place. His grandma had passed away, and it owed the IRS all this money, and the IRS were going to yeah. repossess the house. Then saw how shitty the house was. And just left it, yeah. went, uh, just give us, I think it was like 50 or 100 bucks a month. They said, you can pay us nice. off that way. And it was in this Fuck grim, you. grim neighborhood in Salem, Oregon. The neighbor was a meth dealer. And uh, one day I went out the front, like I was 19. I'd been to a few spots in Australia, never been overseas, had never seen anything like it. He had a gun under the bed. It was yeah. hectic. I went to go out the front one day and I've opened the door to go and get beers and there was just this massive white pit bull at the, on the doorstep and I went, Fucking oh, fuck, and just slammed the door. I went, shit, and my mate yelled out, you all right, man? I said, no, there's a dog out the front. And he said, fucking Kilo. I was like, what? He goes, oh, it's the neighbor's dog. Its name's Kilo. And nice. he got his gun and went out the front and had it pointed at the dog and he's getting, Kilo, get the fuck out of here, screaming. And then the neighbours are yelling, Kilo, like the <laughs> the meth dealers, come back, Kilo. And then they're oh, waving, apologising. And he's like, say sorry to my friend. He's from Australia. I was like, don't make him apologise to was me. Was it called Kilo for the reason I would think? Yes. Like it's called Kilo. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're dealing metric there well, when they're that, dealing. That's why maybe they, they went with that to trick authorities. Oh, they're being clever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the cops wouldn't know metric. Yeah. They don't know much. Yeah. They'd know ounce. If you had a staffy called yeah. ounce, you'd be fucked. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I don't race. Um, Oregon chat. Good spot. So, yeah, oh, it's a great spot. Get in there. It's fucking, I loved it. Very nice. Um, so, this, this incident, what he's done, Peter Bradley Jr., is punishable by a seven stretch in the pen. Oh, he got. Shit. Sorry. Heggy, quickly. Chris, Chris Honachick, the 37 year old of Salem, Oregon, who helped tackle him. His um his quote really annoyed me because his quote was what really scared me was when he tried to open up an exit like he's That's he's right. let everything else slide until that point shirtlessness the, <laughs> the shoelessness the, the muttering the fucking smashing through a cockpit door simulating no. the shape of a gun <laughs> yeah gun I'm saying controls. I'm gonna kill all no. of you <laughs> That's fine yeah in Chris's book when he tried to. Yeah, when he tried to achieve the impossible, that's where I draw the fucking line. <laughs> so, Peter Bradley, his punishment was that he got nothing. 
no criminal record, no history of... He had no history of going mental, so his lawyer's gone for the crazy defence. He's just temporarily crazy at the time. You know, was he, fuckhead? A rare reaction to encephalitis. Well, yeah, viral encephalitis, which I think his, his lawyer has just Googled what conditions <laughs> cause confusion in adults and come up with viral encephalitis. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Brilliant. What, get, what, get a fucking dodgy doctor. What causes a brain snap, question mark? He's put that into yeah. Alta Vista or whatever was big at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's asked Jeeves. Hey, Jeeves. He did. Uh... <laughs> My client's he gone did, burger. Be- yeah. Bongo. Remember Bongo? That, that oh, as Bongo, well. Just yeah. asking questions. Some fuckhead sitting there Googling shit early days. We had one on our computer. It was called Bonzi Buddy. I think I've told you about this. It was this little like purple panda or something. You could ask it questions. I think it just gave huh? my neighbor's computer a virus. But um, yeah, right. my neighbor, Jerome, he, his family's from Mauritius and his brother's name was Francois. Which you know yeah. is, yeah, F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. But Bonzi Buddy would always say, hello, Frank Coyce. <laughs> Fucking love Frank Coyce. It's one of my favourite things. I've got a friend here, a couple of French friends here now, and one's two of them called Frank Coyce. you Frank Coyce. I just call them Frank Coyce with no shame right in front of everyone. It's <laughs> good. You want to fucking, you know, love it or leave it, pretty much. Um, so... <laughs> so what he has had to do, though, Peter Bradley, he's had to stay away from planes and... Oh. Apologise to any crew or passengers who are willing to meet with him. Fucking great. <laughs> I think that's such a childish punishment. I'd be taking that offer up daily. Like yeah. I'd just be ringing up Peter Jr. every day. <laughs> Got something to say for yourself, Peter Jr.? <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. Good. It's nice you can apologise and we can all move on. Speak to you tomorrow. My favourite is uh, he also had to report to a neurologist quarterly. Like it's a fucking oh, right. b- best statement. Just once every three months, oh, mate. <laughs> Man, I if, if I got three quarters nude on a plane and try to smash it into the ground and fight the pilot. Well, like you say, though, different time. Like a year later, fucking hell, he would have been, oh, he'd be dead. So good on you, Peter Jr. That's uh, flight ASA 259. Mate, I've got some more. To, to San Francisco. Oh, hit me. Yeah. Go on. His defense lawyer, who I'd call now, even though it's 20 years on, he's done good yeah. work to get him off. Uh, his defence lawyer's name was Gerald Ladar. That's Ge- that's Gerald, not Gerald or Jared or Jared. This is Gerald, J-E-R-R-O-L-D. Christ, yeah. There's a, there's a woman or a bloke. It's a bloke. The defence lawyer said the prosecutor received more than 70 letters vouching for Bradley's character. Fucking hell, which is that's inc- too many. Yeah. Like that's, that... <laughs> if I were a judge, I'd go, nah, bullshit. Can't get your whole fucking footy club to write yeah. in, you fuckhead. Only f- no way. Yeah, there's only fucking four types of handwriting amongst the 70 letters. <laughs> Hold on. Something's happened here. <laughs> and yeah. an, an FBI investigation in Bradley's hometown of Blue Springs, Missouri, turned up nothing. Now, what I do like is that you say what you will about the Yanks, and we have given them a bit of shit on this episode, to send the FBI out. To have a look to see what this bloke's about. Why didn't that happen on our like our Jetstar flight JQ twenty seven? Why don't they send the feds in yeah. the Australian Federal Police? Or do our police just see what's happening? Going, what did you expect? Six Aussie blokes on a Jetstar flight. I don't know. Like I, I don't want to you know make any assumptions here, but the AFP don't seem to be quite as active as the FBI. No, it's cool. I've seen. There's an AFP car up near the Virgin Lounge in fucking Sydney. But other than that, I never see the bastards. 
Like FBI, you see them in public over there all the time with the FBI plastered across their fucking clothing. Always in movies and stuff secret, as well. Secret stuff. Oh, yeah, well, movies are just real-life docos for America. <laughs> but, um, here, I don't know that the AFP are that fucking active. Alaska Airlines, <laughs> though, so, you know, they've the pilot has used an axe to fight off Junior, and uh, yeah. after a slight delay to gather evidence in San Francisco, the flight continued to Portland, arriving just under two hours late, which, fuck, Brilliant. that's amazing. That's a normal Jetstar oh. Melbourne to Sydney is two hours. Punctuality and seems to be something that every airline except ours go for <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> Man, how quick did they gather evidence? I assume the evidence they need is Junior. Well, it's just, yeah, big sack of a man. You got him. <laughs> just drag got him out. bag him up. Let's go. <laughs> congratulations, Junior, and congratulations to your defence lawyer, Gerald, with a J. You've done it. AS259, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.